We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd pick up the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and then you pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important where you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you couldn't bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're that kind of guy that likes to bet on a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how your bet is, NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ang today. You play, you win, you get paid. The Detroit Lions gets the win on their home opener 13-10 against the Los Angeles Chargers. Who are some guys who stepped up in this game? We also have some NFC North news. And who could be the baller of the week and the oopsie doopsie of the week? Find out on episode 42 of The Pride Podcast. guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 42 on the blue wire network the lions pulled out a big must win football game against the los angeles chargers in their home opener just want to mention we are a man show right now malcolm who was with us at ford field is actually at the time of this recording is flying back home to miami so he unfortunately not be here with us but um i can give you a little sneak peek he was very excited and very happy about the game but let's get straight into it pierre what are your thoughts and reactions from this los angeles Chargers game i just want to issue an apology 
I am sorry for doubting Tyrell Crosby, okay? Like, we doubted him on this podcast a little. He only mm-hmm. gave up two hurries. And maybe it was, like, in the preseason, maybe it was just, like, a little rust or him still learning the playbook or whatever that was. But Tyrell Crosby played well. He played like a starter. Only two hurries to those two edge rushers. Looked really good out there. So, um, I, I am a fair man. I'm a fair guy. I like to... If someone proves me wrong, I will mention it. If I'm proven right, I'm going to brag about it. I was proven wrong by Terrell Crosby. I said we needed Taylor Decker this game, even though how bad he looked in week one. But the Lions did not miss Taylor Decker in this game at all. Terrell Crosby looked really good. I mean, I wouldn't say they didn't miss him at all. But in pass protection, they did not miss him at all. Terrell Crosby did his job. And like you said, going against two elite edge rushers in Melvin Ingram and, and Joey Bosa. So... Uh, props to Terrell Crosby, man. He he played his ass off. And, you know, I want to give this question to you. So, with Terrell Crosby having a very impressive week and Taylor Decker coming off, no doubt, his worst start ever as a pro. And I know Taylor Decker is a captain, but I just want to ask the question to you and to the listeners out there. Do you start Terrell Crosby going into week three versus Philadelphia, or if Taylor Decker is good to go. All right, if Decker is healthy and ready to play, you start him. If Decker isn't healthy and ready to play, even though he can play, but he's not 100% there yet or like 80% there yet, you roll with Crosby. I think you still start Decker over Crosby. I told you, Decker had one, like, that was probably his worst game of his career. But maybe it's because he hurt us back in, like, earlier in the game. We don't know. But... I think that's personally what it was. I've never seen Decker play that bad before. We don't know, though. I'm still rolling with Decker. That's your first-round pick. That's your captain. You roll with him. So do you think with Terrell Crosby really impressing out there against some very good edge rushers, do you think the Lions could now feel more comfortable being more cautious with Taylor Decker and maybe not rushing him back? I mean, we don't want to say rushing back, but you know, maybe be more cautious with Taylor Decker yeah. and Okay, like, you know, not just, sure. I guess, like, force I'm, him into action right away. Like what they're doing with Jared Davis. They got depth at linebacker. They're not mm-hmm. forcing him into action. He's been limited in practice, but they're not forcing him. They're comfortable with what they got. So I feel the same right now with Crosby. Okay. So let's say Taylor Decker is not 100%, which, I mean, it's NFL. No one will probably ever be 100%. Not 100 but, but like say, pretty damn close yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I know. Let's say he is has another... Week limited in practice, but he could be activated on game day. Will you start Taylor Crosby or you start Taylor Decker? You know, that's a hard question. Um, it just depends how he looks in practice. Like, he's limited, but is he, like, moving well? Is he doing well? If he's, like, still, like, not 100%, like, not where you want to be on game day, then you could roll with Crosby, and I have confidence in Crosby. I have confidence in both of them. Okay. So... I've been thinking about this for pretty hardly, and, you know, it's it's fair to counter, uh, you know, Taylor Decker's your captain on the offensive line. He was your first-round pick in 2016. Um, but I think you've got to roll the dice with the hot hand, Terrell Crosby. Put him on a short lease. If he's struggling, then you can roll with your guy. Go with Taylor Decker. But I don't think you take out Terrell Crosby out of that starting left tackle role until – he messes up. And if he messes up, then you have all the right to put in Taylor Decker in that role. Then you're telling Taylor Decker that you're not my franchise left tackle. You're going to tell him we won't pay you. You're leaving in free agency. 
oh, I mean, it's not fair to, you know, put a guy that had a very bad week one to a guy that played really well week two. But it's also not fair for a guy who was a first-round pick, has played well for this team, has started a lot of games for this team. And I believe that was, this was Crosby's third start. Yeah, it was What's his third. third start. And first at left tackle, I believe. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a question out there, and it's definitely something to keep a tab on for uh, next Sunday when they play the Eagles. But let's get more into this. But to be fair, they did game. give Crosby a lot of help. They did. Um, they had Jesse James uh, helping him a lot. So, Well, I think when Taylor Dyker's out there, you might need some help on Jesse James. Because and then towards James the end, though, it. towards the end of the game, they started, him, they started trusting him more. They didn't give him as much help, and he, he excelled. He did well. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, going into the game, I think Matt Patricia was thinking probably the same thing we were thinking. You know, we need to help this guy out because he looked awful in the preseason and, you know, didn't look great in training camp. So, yeah, I I see why they did it, and it makes a lot of sense. But let's get more into the Chargers game. What other stuff stood out to you in this football game for the Lions? Uh, I liked how they were aggressive. You know how we said you have to trust Stafford? Mm-hmm. What was it team. when Stafford threw that pass to Marvin? Was it like fourth third and seven? Uh, third fourth and, seven? and one. Fourth and one. Fourth I thought you were talking about the Marvin. Jo- I thought you were talking about the Jesse James play to end the game to Juicy. Yeah. Different so play. that pass to Marvin Jones, fourth and one. Stafford threw a bullet, bro. I mean, bullet. Right in the window. Right in the window. Literally, like maybe no bullshit. Maybe like only eight or seven or eight quarterbacks can make that throw. Not every so quarterback you- can make that throw. So, so what were you thinking? I know I was by you, but I want to hear. I want to let you let the listener know. What did you think of the call? Did you like the play call at first, or man, we were a hype. Remember, we we're we we're getting the crowd started. Like, shut well, up. Well, well, hold up, hold up. You asked this question because I remember it was third and nine or third and eight. I don't remember exactly. Oh yeah, what I, you I remember asked, what I told you? Yeah, you, you said if the Lions don't get a first down here, do you go for a fourth down? I said. If it's fourth and short, sure. But if it's fourth and eight, no. And then the same, I'm yeah. like, and then it, it, it comes to fourth and round. I'm like, oh my God, it's actually coming. <laughs> and <then we laughs> this scenario actually just happened. And we went for it. And I like it. It was a good play. I mean, if you make it, you look like a genius. If you don't make it, you look like an idiot. So Yeah, um, but you have to be aggressive. I mean, you can't I, be. I like it, man. They trusted Stafford. Um, yeah, he had those two picks, but towards the end of the game where they trust him. And then right after that, I believe he threw a 30 or 31-yard touchdown pass to Kenny Galladay on that same drive. Same drive, man. And I, then, was it the play after? Play right after that. I think so. It was first sure. down. The Galladay was the first down on the first down. Yeah, and then right after that play, later they got the ball, they ran it, and then, well, not right after that, but later in the fourth quarter towards the end of the game, you're running the ball, and then we're like, all right, they're probably going to run it, right? Like, we, everyone thought that. They're probably going to run the ball. And then punt it because that's what Bevel does. That's what Patricia does. No, they don't. They throw it and to Jesse James and basically ice the game. So the game was over. Man, yeah, I'm. I'm glad they just ended it, man. Just don't even give the Chargers the chance. I know their kicker shanked two field was, which I called in my bold prediction that said they lost. He did. Would would miss two field goals in this game, and they certainly did miss two field goals this game, and um. I know this is for a later segment, but I think for the ball of the week, you have to consider the upright. The upright did its job, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did its job. That, that's something to consider. And Another the, and thing the ball I want to say week. is uh, Bevel is creative. The screen pass mm-hmm. to carry on Johnson was really nice. 
He almost dropped it with <laughs> the yeah, bobble. The one he dropped, he, had, he also dropped like a pass. I believe it was on third down. That was a touchdown, man. Yeah, he was on uh, with Thomas Davis lined up with him. Right. Just the, uh, the way his play designs were, getting guys open, skimming them open. It, it, was, really, it was really nice to see. I, I loved his play calling in this game. Yeah, and did you notice the guys that were like, I know Gallaudet had a touchdown week one, but they were almost like invisible, the wide receivers week one. And TJ Hawkinson and Danny Amendola were your main threats in week one. This week, I believe they combined had two catches. And this week they went to Gallaudet and Marvin Jones. So you can see that they're, you know, mixing up the playbook, which is nice. You no know, attacking different, you know, uh, defenses, you know, playing certain playbooks, which I saw in the past where they just kind of be the same playmakers every single game. So, you know, it was nice to see some different playmakers on each game, you know, actually go for a certain playbook. You know, like they had um, Lions run game wasn't great, but, you know, the, uh, the Chargers run game wasn't great. They tried running the ball. You know, it just it wasn't working out that great. But Kenny Galladay had a mismatch all day. I love that they tested him. And you, like we were mentioning yeah. last podcast, Brandon was it Faison? <laughs> Faison, yeah, they went at him a couple yeah. times. Yeah, and rightfully so, man. He got picked on in the Chargers game, and he got picked right or in the Colts game, and he got picked again right here in Ford Field. So, um, you know, kudos to Daryl Bevel. Well, I gave him oops dupes of the week, and you know he played, he had a good play call. I know they only scored thirteen points, but um, when you're going against a team like the Los Angeles Chargers, I mean. It's kind of what you got to do, you know. Just it's I I kind of expected a, a great game, you know, a defensive battle. Um, who can control the clock? And <coughs> you know, if you, if you're watching that game, the Chargers were doing all that stuff. They played they like were. they almost should have won that game. But you know, the fourth quarter, lines were down, and you know they just stepped up, often stepped up, and t- got a little more aggressive, which was nice, you know. Even in the interceptions, the lines were aggressive on those interceptions. You know, mm. it wasn't the greatest passes, but you know, at least we're seeing more aggressive. We're actually using our quarterback's arm. You know, I'm loving it, man. It's, and I said this was a must-win football game, and it wasn't pretty by any means, but, you know, we got the win. That's that's what matters at the end of the day, right? Right. Now let's go talk about the defense side of the football. I have a small concern. Let me know if you agree with me. No, We've I talked about this. Exactly. You're talking yeah. about. <laughs> All right. So we have a high-priced defensive line. We got Trey Flowers, one of the highest-paid mm-hmm. defensive linemen. We have Snacks Harrison making $11 million. Mm-hmm. We have Mike Daniels making seven million. Yep. Tyler, I think it's rust, but I'm starting to get just a little concerned. I'm not that concerned yet. I mean, I know, I know they didn't run it really in the top of the middle that much yesterday. They ran it more to the left and the right, try to run it away from Snacks. But and these guys, they have to show up at some point. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, the money man Trey Flowers, the most expensive pass rusher in the NFL. I mean. Signing Trey Flowers, we didn't really expect, I guess, too many sacks out of Trey Flowers. I mean, he's just never been part of his game. You know, it's just kind yeah. of been a guy that always consistently gets pressure. But even that, man, the pressure has just been not good. And, I mean, I wouldn't say it's been bad, but it's just not been good. Um, it's been, like, average. It's just been average. But when you have a defensive line like that, it should not be average. You know, that's what you're counting. That's your bread and money right there is that defensive line to win you football games. Um you know, you look at the scoreboard, you think the, def- the defense had a really good game, but the Lions gave a lot of yards in this game. Like they, I mean, I know they weren't giving up scores, but they were giving up a lot of yards. Yeah, you asked the question, is the defensive line concerning? And it is a little bit right now. I wouldn't be full-on concerned with it. You know, Trey Flowers, a bus signing, snacks, why'd you extend him? 
Snacks had zero tackles, by the way. But um, I just, you know, I think it's week two. You said Russ. I don't know. I, I don't know yet. I want to see a little bit of more of this. If if it's like week four, like let's say we're into the bye week and it looks just like this. It looks just like with the first two weeks we saw, you know, not getting a lot of pressure. Then it is a bit concerning. Then I'd be start to worry. Right now, it's just like a you know, little bit concerned. They won the football game, which is that's all that matters at the end of the day. But defensive line does need to get pressure. You know, they got some really good football teams that they're going to be playing very soon. So, you know, they they need to take advantage of it because they didn't play some good offensive lines the last two weeks. I mean, arguably, you know, very then the bottom of the NFL offensive lines with the Chargers and Cardinals. So. Um, you're not going to be facing offensive lines like that um, every week. So I agree. They do need they do need to step up definitely, but um, you know we'll see we'll see right now. Right now I'm not full on concerned, but you know something to keep a tab on for sure. I'm just uh, thinking, we'll see. like they brought Daniels in late. Okay, mm-hmm. he set out a lot, and then Snack set out a lot. He was on NFI, and then Trey Flowers set out a lot with his mm-hmm. uh, shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that. It's just for us. Like these guys haven't really practiced in the, in the training camp. They didn't do much. I mean, yeah, that, that's best case scenarios right now. If, yeah. that's like all. That's all we can hope for right now. Because if <laughs> if this is them at their best, obviously this is not what you want to see. So uh, it's we'll see. I mean, it's two weeks in the football season, and I saw a Stafford's press con- press conference yesterday, and. They said it beautifully. You're not going to see a lot of good football in September, man. There's going to be a lot of ugly stuff in September. So That is right. Um, that is true. He did say that. So um, we won the football game. That's that's what matters at the end of the day. But, yeah, you know, you want to see pressure, especially when you're versing a guy like um, Trent Scott, undrafted free agent. You know, a guy like Trey Flowers needs to take advantage of that and get pressure right. on Phillip Rivers. So, um, yeah, it is a little bit concerning right now. Yeah. Uh I thought Jelani Tavai, the rookie, a lot of fans were like, who the hell is this guy? Blah, 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 whatever. Last week, yeah, he had a I was, sack. I was one of them. I was one of them. <laughs> this week, I was one of them too, but then to be fair, like I didn't judge it right away. I went to go watch a little. Mm-hmm. But um, this week, he forced a fumble on the one-yard line or two-yard line, whatever it was, right on the goal line. That was huge. On, that was, uh, that was Eckler. Yeah, Eckler. That was what, game what? because you're looking versus – seven or six then you have field goal versus you get the ball back that was mm-hmm. huge yeah it could it could have been 17 to 6 at that point instead of 6 to 10 so right you know way you know changes swings right there so that was huge but Jelani Tavai man he's I, I was telling you this yesterday man he's just impressing the hell out of me so far you yeah know? he is not even not even not even just that play not even the sack he's not even like a playmaker if you want to be fair i know bob quinn loves his playmakers but he's not really even like a playmaker i know he made that huge play but that guy's just a really good football player man he just makes the plays out there um and i'm not gonna lie i was telling you this yesterday i already think he's I, i've been so impressed with him in the coverage game like i've already been more impressed with it with him in his rookie season in his second game let's bring that up and his coverage goes then what is this, year three of Jared Davis? And um, his coverage skills is nice, man. He could stay with those running backs, could stay with those tight ends. I've been super impressed with Jelani Tavai. He's doing his job out there. You know, he's looking really good. You know, we're not really missing a step right now without Jared Davis. I'm really enjoying Jelani Tavai. Yeah, Jared Davis. I've been really impressed. Jared Davis brings that different element, though, that speed, that pass rushing, blitzing. It's like, it's exciting. He does. 
He does. But yeah. they, he's, they, he's, a, he's exciting. They should complement well each other, though. Uh, Davis and Tavai. I want to see him out there together. That'll be fun for sure. Well, yeah. You know, you insert Davis in there. Those guys, if you notice at the end of the game, that defense gets tired as hell, man. I, like, I don't know what it is, man. They, like, they played the most snaps, I believe, versus Arizona in the NFL. Um, and then this week, I mean, they played 67 snaps on defense. So, I mean, that's even still a pretty heavy load. So, um, being able to rotate on defense will be huge. So, um, yeah, you know, getting Reeves, Maven, getting JD, getting Tavai all in that rotation is, it'll be huge when it comes up, but I want to take a quick commercial break and then we'll head on more into the Los Angeles Chargers and Detroit Lions game. So we'll be right back guys. There are countless ways to keep us on what's happening in the world of sports. But how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage is Axios Sports. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning you'll see the best stories from around the sports world from the NBA and NFL to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Sports.axios.com. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and co-workers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself and your time a favor. Sign up for the Axios Sports newsletter for free at sports.axios.com. Seriously, I subscribe to it and it makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites apps and social media platforms again try it for free at sports.axios.com guys are terrible at taking care of their health whether it's a knee injury bad back or something worse guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it other than seeing a doctor the same is true for electrolyte dysfunction Study shows 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides your treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in a discreet packaging right to your door with a free two-day shipping. Guys, go to your doctor. Electron dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get it checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com. 
dot com slash blue wire. And we're back. All right, Tyler. I want to talk about special teams. Yeah. I want to see your thoughts on special teams. What do you think of it? (laughs) It's just, uh, we were at the game, like we said. uh, Oh, my God, man. That was like National Flag Day out there, man. Every single play on special teams is a flag. It was was getting so annoying and making the game so slow. But it's not looking good, man. I mean, besides for... (laughs) You know, we had two miss, or we had the one miss field goal, one miss PAT. Matt Prater missed. Um, that's just not usual of him. We had a couple uh, bad snaps from Yule. Bad snaps by Death in Texas. Jamal Sam Martin Agnew doing his job. Looks Jamal scared. Agnew fumbled, got benched in the you know second quarter, and had to put Danny Amendola in there. Holding calls again this week. I mean. They're called the special teams. I mean, it's just not been very special. It's just, it's been, it's been very bad, man. It's not been, been very special. Not being yeah. impressed. Uh, I, th- I think that the special teams coordinator should be on the nice. I know they just signed him, but I don't like the results so far. We, we're supposed to excel on special teams. We got good players. CJ Moore, D Virgin, Miles um, Killebrew, Jalen Reese Maven. Those guys are your core special teams guys. Jamal Agnew, a dynamic punt returner kick returner he's not right now but this coaching but the whole point of a coordinator is to get the best out of your players and put them in position to succeed and right now that's not happening so you you think uh agnew is officially done from that role um i don't know patricia still get uh patricia still talked glowingly about it but we'll see yeah he got benched um in the second quarter to put danny amendola there and that's not a guy I really want to see back there. I know he's good at that job. He's, he's a pretty good punt returner, but to be fairly honest, he's not really a guy I want to see back there just because he's such a big part of this offense. I'd rather see kind of a guy maybe like J.D. McKissick, maybe a guy like Ty Johnson, but that special teams is definitely concerning right now. Though Week one, they did not look good. They had the block punt. They gave up the block punt. And then um, – you know, week two again this week, uh, National Flag Day happened again. So um, something needs to clean up there because I'm seeing way too many flags on special teams on, you know, numerous guys, not just one single-handed guy. You could put the blame on Agnew. He's not like good, but, you know, it's not just him. There's been a lot of guys on special teams struggling. sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. Alright, let us get into the oopsie doopsie of the week. Alright guys, so, for the oopsie doopsie of the week, I gave it to Daryl Bevel. So, Daryl Bevel is the only oopsie doopsie of the week so far in the 2019 NFL season. Um, you know, there was a, it, it was an ugly game, so I have a few guys, you know, I could give this to. Um, I'm going to give this to a whole unit, though. It's not going to just be one specific player. I'm going to give you two options. Pierre, guess your option. Uh, I'm going to go with the. Would you like to go with the special teams unit, or would you like to go with the whole defensive line unit? The special teams unit. That's, that's your guess? That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I should probably be giving it to the special teams unit, but I'm going to give it to the defensive line, just because it was, it was very underwhelming to me. Um, we mentioned that offensive line in the last podcast, how you know weak it is and how you know bad it is, and uh, they just didn't you know get enough pressure in my opinion. You know Trey Flowers, um, 
Romeo Quar. I mean, they had good like Romeo Quar had a good game. Devon Kennard had a good game, but it's just something they you got to take advantage of that matchup because, like I said, it's just going to get harder offensive lines from this point. You're not going to see an offensive line probably that bad in the rest of the season. Like Aishan that's that's a, well too, but the like the Aishan, big guys, the high priced guys were like yeah, snacks. Uh, they damn, played okay, but they didn't play like damn. to their standard. It, it, it wasn't. It was not snacks. Harrison, man, that was not fifty percent of what we saw from him last year. Right, that was not even fifty percent. And then, um, you know, Mike Daniels, the big pickup from Green Bay, um, just didn't do very much. And I, I saw Kevin Strong out there for what was it, twelve plays? I mean, twelve snaps. I, I don't want to see Kevin Strong for that many snaps out there. I, I just don't. So, um, you know, like I said, they need to improve <coughs> and give it to this unit this week, but. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was a sloppy game, but like I said, man, this this game showed colors, and they won the game. And this team was a playoff team last year, so you know, no complaints. But we got a big test next week. So, who's your ball of the week, Pierre? All right, I got some candidates. You could guess. I got uh, Matthew Stafford's fourth quarter heroics. Okay, Darius Slay. So not, the, not 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 overall Stafford. I mean, he was fine overall. Maybe, like, the pass to Kenny Galdianzo could have thrown it higher. He said that, too. But then the pass he threw to Marvin Jones was a forced pass. That was kind of bad. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I thought he was sharp, especially in the fourth quarter. Darius Slay. Fourth, he, fourth quarter, Stafford. <laughs> Darius Slay did get beat. He got, he got beat at times, okay? But he also made probably the biggest play of the game. Mm, I agree. <laughs> game ceiling interception when the entire stadium erupted. I mean, I mean erupted. Mm-hmm. Big play slay. And then the other one um, is Kenny Galladay. Overall, great game. So, who do you think it is? Um, I'm gonna guess Kenny Galladay because Stafford, which was solid tonight or solid that game, wasn't great. Came up clutch, which which we needed out of him. You know, he missed a few passes to. That one pass to Danny Amendola on third down, you know, is not the greatest pass. Forced the in the coverage to Marvin Jones when he had Galladay on the outside one on one, and then uh, the end zone play to Galladay. Um, he could have threw it a little higher, but you know, it was just a really, it was that was a really imp- impressive interception by Casey Hayward. But it was. Um, and then Darius Slay was having probably one of his worst games in a while. And just made the biggest play, so he's a good candidate. But I, I think it's be Kenny Galladay. I mean, he just had the best overall game, consistent too. And we have a winner. It is Kenny Galladay. Kenny uh, Galladay, man, he deserves it. Yeah, he had ten targets. He caught eight of them for 117 yards and a touchdown. He was like, he was nice, man. He looked real good. He looked good, man. They took advantage of a bad corner. <laughs> yeah, Something Casey they was on him at times too, though. So yeah, and that's when they went to Marvin. <laughs> that's when they went to Marvin. So, uh, but they took advantage of when Galladay was on face, and so something they didn't do too much of in the Arizona game, which I love that they adjusted to it, and I love that they're doing it early in the season. So, thank God, and you know, Terrell Crosby should have been in consideration too, man, for holding up in that offensive line, giving Stafford that time to you know, sling that ball to Galladay. Yeah. So. Graham Glasgow and um, also Graham Glasgow and Frank Ragnow were graded as the best center and the best right guard from Pro Football Focus this week. So shout out to those guys. They played well. Look, Ragnow had that huge block on that carry-on screen. Oh, carry-on. <laughs> Glasgow beautiful. made beautiful plays in the run game. Overall, Wagner did his job, man, too. Yeah, uh, Wagner didn't give up a sack. 
We didn't give up yeah. no sacks. Stafford was sacked zero times. That's impressive. The O-line as a whole, deser- how about this? The O-line as a whole deserves an honorable mention. They deserve it, man. They, they get my uh, honorable mention. I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. I'll say that, man. Joey Post to Melvin Ingram coming to town. Not going to lie. Did not expect that, but... Last year, the Chicago Bears were so dumb, so we have to respect the division champs. And you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back saying, wait, 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 wait. Chicago Bears is cute, okay? Vikings are cute. Lions, yeah. I got this. The boogeyman is back. And the expectations for the Green Bay Packers are through the roof. I would say don't forget about the Lions as well. So, Tyler, since Malcolm isn't here, okay. uh, you're going to take over his segment. We're going to talk about the NFC North. What's going around the NFC North? Are the Lions in first place? Are they in second? What's going on here? They are not in first place. So the Lions with this win versus the Los Angeles Chargers are now second in the NFC North. So let's talk about the games that were going on in the NFC North. So we had actually a division game going on. So we had the Packers and the Vikings going head-to-head at Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers topped the Minnesota Vikings 21-16 at Lambeau Field. Delvin Cook had a really good day, man. He's looking really explosive these, you know, these first two weeks in the season. Uh, Kirk Cousins did throw the ball more than 10 times this week. He threw the ball 32 times through two interceptions, so uh, he wasn't too sharp. But Delvin Cook, man, 154 yards in 20 attempts. It's a really good day. <laughs> it's a really good day. Um, Rodgers, you guys are probably wondering, he didn't throw for too many yards, but, you know, pretty clean day, 22 for 34 in uh, completion. Uh, threw two touchdowns, zero interception. They had a good run attack too, man. Aaron Jones had 23 attempts for 116 yards and had a touchdown. And it was averaging five yards. So both teams had the running game going. Um, but And, yeah, Devontae Adams looks like he had a good day too. Seven receptions, 106 yards. So their team had a good day. So Green Bay is 2-0 at the season, and they are on top of the division right now. So they got two division wins already, being the Bears and being the Vikings. So that is Huge for division play to look on for the season. And then at 4 o'clock, the Chicago Bears won against the Denver Broncos. And I actually predicted this would be a, an upset game for Denver, but it, it unfortunately didn't. If you guys watched the last minute or two in that game, it was crazy, man. So the Broncos were down 6-13, to uh, 13, I believe. And Joe Flacco leads the Broncos to a touchdown. And... Vic Fangio calls something so ballsy. He went for two points while they were, you know, they, they could have went for the PAT, tie the game, and either give the Bears a chance to try to win the game late or just go to OT. But Vic Fangio goes for two points to try to take the lead, and he converted Joe Flagg to Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown. And they had a one-point lead for a very little time. Wow. Uh, then they kicked off the ball to the Chicago Bears. Uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky led the Bears to field goal range. The suspect call with the, uh, they called the Bradley Chubb for uh, roughing the passer, which Can I, I say something. I want to get into that. I thought that was an awful call. You saw that? <laughs> I saw that. I thought that was an awful call. An awful call. I, thought I mean, like, this is football. This is not a two-hand touch, you know? Like, he didn't do nothing wrong. He was still on throwing motion, too, man. So, um, that, right. that was an awful call. Okay, if you guys had the chance, go rewatch it. That was, it was, it was, it was bad. But, um, yeah, and then gave him the 15 yards. Fourth and 10, then it came up to one point. Mr. Trubisky made a huge throw to, who I believe, Allen Robinson, and then left one second on the clock. Con- you know, there's controversy, too. Did he call the timeout in time? And 
referees have rewarded them. And so it looks like the Bears finally got themselves a kicker with Eddie Pinero. He got kicked a 53-yard game-winning field goal for them. Wow. And um, to make the Bears win this football game. So they are now 1-1, one one, but they are now fourth in division. So the division lines up like this. You got Green Bay at number one with two and zero. You got the Lions at number two with the one oh and one. That doesn't even sound right. And then you got the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings at one and one. And then you got the Chicago Bears at one and one. So it's very interesting right now in the division. But that's all we got for the NFC North news. Here, and that is a wrap to episode forty-two of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. The Lions pulled out a huge victory in their home opener. A lot better than last year's home opener, but um, a lot of fun. And tune in next or Saturday upcoming. We'll be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, but hope you guys enjoyed. I am out. Take care, Lions fans. See ya. All right, guys. Peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.